0: Oh my god, he did what?
1: Yeah, he sucks. But he's so hot.
0: This is Hot and Horrible.
1: Hi friends and lovers.
0: Hey Emily, how are you doing today?
1: I'm tired.
0: It's a Saturday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I worked so much today.
0: This should be illegal to work on a Saturday. I know. Wait, you were in Cookville, right? I was in
1: Cookville today with one of my community groups that are fighting a pipeline that our power provider is trying to build uh, in your neighborhood in cookville in cookville but it's a long pipeline it would extend like i think it's like 80 miles
0: dang yeah. is it an oil pipeline
1: it's a methane gas pipeline that's
0: all poop yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly so,
0: okay well first i think it's amazing that you are stopping poop <laughs> from traveling 80 <laughs> miles that's too far for poop to travel <laughs> Um but uh what did I do today? I have a couple friends from town, um, from Texas actually, and they're staying at my house. So I've played chef and nurse and uh maid all all weekend.
1: Do you like hosting people?
0: I do. Okay. I do.
1: I could I was sensing, I was I feel like Andre would really like to host. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, We also have one of your friends on the podcast today.
0: We do. He's a very special guest, and his name is Ian DePriest. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Was the pizza okay? The pizza was great. That's good. I don't
2: even know where you ordered it from, and I don't know if you're allowed to (laughs) say it um, because of, you know... No one sponsored.
0: We'll I get a know. pizza sponsored. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> let me know. Let me know.
1: We have started feeding our podcast guests. It seems I like. know.
0: So if. Anybody who's a listener Is ever a guest You know we treat Our uh, guests very well We feed y'all Very delicious
2: I would recommend pizza All the time Oh hello little one There's a little Beautiful Not so little dog That is um, (laughs) Coming up to me right now That's
1: my daughter Willow
2: Oh Willow Hello child (laughs) Hello Oh you love me (laughs) Everyone All of my friends Who are going to listen to this Are going to laugh Because I'm not not the most like animal cuddly person uh-huh. like I like them from afar yeah and I'm slowly like working on the inner child to like be with animals and maybe that's why they all like flock to me Mm
1: -hmm. because like i don't
2: naturally gravitate to them Mm -hmm. um and they sense it there
1: is a truth to that like a lot of animals are more receptive when you back off and you give them space to come to you but a lot of the time that's people that aren't like that excited yeah about animals or dogs yeah
2: yeah well, Willow just wanted to say hi, and now Willow walked away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're here to talk about you. Me? You. Really? Really. Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, when y'all walked in here, this is my first time meeting Ian. Yes. But the first thing I heard was that you're in this beautiful, long relationship.
2: Yeah. it's It's been since the end of 2016. December 2016 um, was when it was the first official um uh me and my partner um met at some point in 2016 um we <laughs> the here's the funny little story that I'll I'll talk about yeah um he we met on two two separate apps so the the first one was surge which was like tinder light for like gay guys um we met there and we kind of talked and the conversation kind of like stopped and petered out um and then we met again we matched again this time on tinder um and it, similar things happened where it kind of petered out and then like life took its toll and i was doing and struggle busting my way through you know a friends with benefits and it was weird and eventually um long story short i got to a place where i was comfortable with just like being single in my life and i was like um at a friend's house for halloween and uh that night i told myself i didn't tell anybody else but i was like i think i'm happy now i'm gonna delete tinder tomorrow i'll be i'll be fine by myself truly and that night was when he messaged me and he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, what's up? And then we started talking again. And the <laughs> the conversation really, really picked up. And he was like, do you want to go on a date? Like, get some coffee? And I was like, sure, I love it. Let's do this. So, like, third time's the charm.
1: Yeah, that's the universe right there. Yeah,
2: it was wonderful. And um, we went on a date at... Uh, frothy monkey in 12 south i was new to nashville i don't really uh, didn't know the place of the time that's right know? so we've been together since 2016 and it has been almost if my math is right i don't know i can't count seven years seven, seven years, years. <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> that's so crazy because i remember i was in a relationship at the same time that yeah. you started that relationship and yeah. it was so funny <laughs> it was very
2: funny I, I i saw that
0: relationship too i know yeah it was it was a uh, peaks and valleys peaks and valleys it was we'll talk about that another time yeah. but amazing
1: how long were you single for before
2: before him yeah um Maybe a few years. Um, The last relationship that I was in was in college and um, probably ended like maybe my junior year of Mm -hmm. college, maybe my senior year. I can't remember. Time is fuzzy now. Mm -hmm. That was like, I graduated 2015, Uh, probably 2014, 2013 was Mm -hmm. when I was last single. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to Berklee College of Music. In Boston and I knew that when I graduated I was going to move again and I was going to move out of Kansas but I didn't know where and so I knew that if I was in a relationship I didn't want it to be long distance Mm -hmm. Uh, which is slightly ironic now because my partner he's a flight attendant now (laughs) so it's like it came either way and so I guess the universe tests you and teaches you the lessons you need to know yeah um but at the time I was like okay I'm moving away, I can't have a boyfriend or like, I know it won't work if suddenly, you know, we're together and we're great and then we have to move separately. So I purposely didn't have a relationship until I moved to a place where I was like, this is where I'm going to start planting maybe some Mm -hmm. roots. Um, So a couple years,
1: like
2: I don't know. Yeah. A couple of years.
1: <laughs> I'm so into the universe right now yeah. and trusting the universe. Yeah. So I love that you're telling this story. Like you come on here and you immediately are talking about how you had decided that night
2: yeah. that
1: it was, you were good and you were happy, like on your own and and feeling fulfilled and then that's when the universe like allowed that energy.
2: Yeah. I mean like I will say it's not all like roses. Yeah. You know? It's not all like beautiful and wonderful. It took it was a rough journey to get to the point where I was like, I think I'm actually happy. Like I'm actually fully content if I didn't have someone you know mm-hmm. i'm fully happy with myself mm-hmm. and i think that kind of lesson comes around in your lifetime a couple times I agree. in different points in your life when you grow as a person because i remember first year in nashville i was dating a bunch i was very scared of grinder i didn't like I didn't, i'm just worried people are gonna murder me that's so fair. <laughs> that's so like totally i fair. i didn't have like a hoe phase so like i was very worried about grinder and i didn't really want to touch it and like i kind of dipped my toe in it and it was just like not it wasn't my vibe at the time i think i was just too afraid and i was too insecure in my own body to mm. do that because a lot of dudes are always just like you know these are very straightforward. Gay guys are very straightforward because they're still men. And mm. they're just like, here's a picture of, like, my naked body. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know how to respond to you. I just want to <laughs> talk. I just want to talk to you. Stop sending me pictures. Yeah. I asked you a question. Why are you saying DTF right now? yeah. Um, so, so, was that yeah.
1: kind of a pattern that you felt like was emerging in your dating? Was you kind of wanting to have more of a conversation and maybe... I think
2: at that point in my life I I had I've made or become a person that knows that their strong suit is like Speaking to people I know I'm mm-hmm. charismatic I know I can talk to people Pretty easily I'm not afraid about that mm-hmm. The insecurities that I lie Are within my own Like body image And self mm-hmm. image And that took a long time To uncover Even in the relationship That I'm with right now mm-hmm. I learned more of that So the lesson that was happening Was because I was avoiding All the the casual hookups mm-hmm. I never really got Touched those things And I mentioned like I had a friends with benefits Between that the time I was official mm-hmm. with my partner and that was an interesting fun time it was it taught me a lot of like what I really wanted and yeah. it, it taught me that I'm a person that gets um catches feelings very easily so even if I was doing a whole phase and casually like sleeping around I think I would have caught feelings too easily and I would have my heart broken too many times Mm -hmm. Um, because I was, I told myself, I was like, okay, it's a friend's benefits. This is just like a physical thing. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, do whatever. We're not gonna catch feelings. And in the end, I was like, oh no, I lied to myself. I I am catching feelings and like, I don't even, I don't know if this is good. And he ended it anyways and he moved away, which is fine. But, I totally forgot your original question. No,
1: you so. answered it. And I mean, let me just validate for you that I think we've all gotten a little bit in over our heads and friends with benefits relationships yeah. and it is the learning experience. Yes. And I think that we, you know, have to give ourselves a little grace. Yeah. I think those. it yeah.
2: depends on the person. Some people can do it well. Yeah. I learned that I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, those lessons come and go and it took a very long time to, and going on different dates after that Friends with Benefits too, to be like, you know, I I think I'm, I think I'm good with myself. I don't think I need someone. Yeah.
1: I, it's interesting too. And if at any point I ask a question you don't feel comfortable with, you don't have to answer it, but that you bring up sort of like body awareness and insecurities within our bodies because I don't think we talk about that in the context of like male presenting people Mm, very much and I also am wondering I've been thinking a lot recently about healing ourselves while we're in a relationship Mm. and how much space there is for self-growth in relationships, which I think can definitely vary depending on who you're with and how healthy of a relationship it is. But do you feel like you needed that space on your own to heal your relationship with your body or are you still healing that in this relationship that you're in right now and is there space for that?
2: I think... I think when you are with someone in a relationship, um, whether it is poly or mono, whatever it is, you know, um, I think it brings up a mirror to who you are. Mm. I think for me, like, yeah, sure. I, I, I was getting more comfortable with my body while dating around, but I really didn't realize how insecure I was and how scary it was for me and how much I tucked it away and hid it in a box within myself Mm -hmm. until I was with somebody that I fully trusted. They know who you are and they start really touching on the buttons of that are sensitive to you. They're one of the few people that get to see almost all aspects of you. I don't think they have to see all aspects of you Mm -hmm. but because they're so close to you they really start touching on all those things. So the I would say to answer your question healing my body image really happened more when I was in this relationship Mm -hmm. because um I didn't understand and I couldn't see it within myself until a mirror was held up to me Mm -hmm. because then I'm like oh no like this person's so confident and comfortable in their skin I can't I don't know how I I do that and Mm they're they're being with them is asking me to be reveal like myself to that mm. and that was a true test for me yeah and I would say like I think everybody in this world um should get therapy at some point yeah I think I it helps whether you are in crisis or whether you need it I think it helps make you more self-aware of who you are and what you need and for a while, like I didn't think I need therapy. I was just like, I am one of the wisest people I know. I'm normally the friend that my friends call when they mm-hmm. need advice, and like I didn't realize that was a blind spot in me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, con- we are all constantly growing, mm-hmm. and we all constantly are trying to heal and improve. Mm-hmm. And so, doing that personal therapy got me to be like, oh, here is some of my own baggage and my mm-hmm. own things that I need to heal, and when I do. It actually makes my relationship with this person exponentially better you
0: know? yeah basically you are the therapist i am the therapist <laughs> and you the therapist needs therapy the
2: therapist needs therapy <laughs> that is so true there's yeah. actually therapists out there that have their own therapists yeah yeah because they need it and yeah. i think it's very i don't know necessary in in in, in our lives
0: um but yeah Emily and I, you know, in our first episode, it started after... It all started with kindergarten, something like that. Yeah. The kindergarten episode. Yeah. And that's when Emily's hot and horrible journey started. (laughs) (laughs) So if we fast forward your first couple years of your life, Mm. at what age did you start? Were you like, oh, this is... Was I
2: hot and horrible?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No. At what age... Did you have your first crush?
2: I think at the time I didn't realize it was a crush. Um, I was born in Singapore. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know that. I immigrated Mm -hmm. to the U.S. when I was 10. Okay. Um, So, I didn't, I think I didn't understand what it was, but I knew I liked this boy a lot. Um, And... Maybe he was 10 years old, I guess. There was an uh, a boy in Singapore that came into our class. He immigrated from America. So his dad was American. His mom um, was mixed or Chinese. I can't remember. But they, he came to Singapore with an American accent. <laughs> and um, it was very alluring because um, this accent that I have is kind of like the accent i formed when i started to immigrate here mm. my first natural accent is singaporean mm-hmm. so um it it was it was cool to hear and see somebody outside of the country and that's mm. not the norm and so i was just like, i really like this guy he's really cool everybody likes him he's popular he's like super sporty he's really smart and like i felt that so i think that was really the first time i had a crush but i didn't understand it was a crush until like maybe much later in yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, Because I, I... Like, when we all hit puberty, essentially, middle school, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I have, like, you know, crushes on boys now. Like, mm-hmm. this is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm... I like this boy more.
0: How culturally accepted would it have been oh, to, like, another boy in Singapore? That,
2: I think in asian culture in general it's a little bit more conservative um in singapore nowadays i feel like it's a little bit more accepted but at the same time they still haven't legalized gay marriage in singapore you know Mm -hmm. they understand that gay people exist they're not prosecuting them or you know putting them in jail for being gay but at the same time there is no law for them to get married um i think it's because of the culture you know it's it's very traditional and it holds firm to its tradition of like family and like stereotypical or hierarchical family structures Mm. and i think in singapore i can't speak to it now because i haven't been back since i was a child um but back then I don't think it was it would have been looked upon well or accepted but I was also like very much a younger child that didn't understand what it was until until I came to the U.S. that's when I realized like middle school I was like okay this is what gay means but also at the same time it's because people are saying I am like I didn't know Mm. I was gay because until people were like accusing me or of it you know in middle school they'd be like are you or you are and i'm like am i i don't know but it felt like a bad thing Mm -hmm. so
0: that's interesting yeah because i i remember in middle school like for me when i got a crush people were like oh you like so and so blah blah blah. and i was just like mortified i'd be like no i don't like you know my (laughs) face would get all red (laughs) but um In your shoes, was that something you were like, oh, I I don't know? Or, like, when did you have the realization that you were like, oh, this is who I am?
2: That took a long time. I think being queer takes a long time because there are not hard, fast rules and structures in the world that kind of, like, usher you into that. Mm -hmm. As in, like, if you were heterosexual, you know? Because I think the, the society that we all grew up in, generally, the base society, like enforces heterosexuality on top Mm -hmm. of itself um you know both in good and bad terms and we can see all of the effects of it now too, when we talk about like toxic masculinity and all of that Um, but for me um i think i realized it when i came to terms with like having those kind of like sexual urges that comes with puberty Mm -hmm. and testosterone Mm -hmm. and those urges tapped in more towards like boys than it did with girls because even then in middle school some people like i dated girls like in middle school but Mm -hmm. like that's also middle school so does that really count (laughs) um and i felt I personally felt bad for some of them. Uh, Here's the hot and horrible part. Yeah, (laughs) I felt bad because I went along because they were nice and I didn't know how to say no. Yeah, when the girls were like, "They, I like you. Do you want to go out?" I'm like, "Sure." yeah and I only hugged them I never and <laughs> held hands with them I didn't kiss them or anything
1: yeah fair uh, enough it was middle school yeah
2: <laughs> but then I was like and it went on so long until oh, they were like okay. I think they felt like nothing was happening and so they kind of they broke up with me mm-hmm. like I didn't I, that's a lie I broke up with like one of them or two mm-hmm. of them but like
1: oh my gosh you were finding so many people to date in middle school
2: (laughs) it was weird like some girls there were some girls that really liked me um and it was very sweet and they were very sweet as well yeah um but yeah the boys that i liked were very heterosexual and Mm. out of my reach Mm -hmm. and i still like them i've every single dylan i meet is handsome (laughs) So I don't know what's with the name Dylan. Dylan, okay. So
1: I'll keep that I don't know if I've come across many Dylans.
2: I've I had a that's one of the first like big crushes I had, like in middle school. I remember his name was Dylan. And then so on and so forth. He was
0: like playing sports or something. I don't know. So Dylan, if you're hearing that, you have no (laughs) shot. So Dylan, I don't even know where
2: you are. I don't even remember your last name, Dylan. So good luck to you.
1: Some of your favorite things of my relationship, your, yeah, your relationship
2: right now. Oh my goodness, our communication one has always been strong, but it's stronger mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. I think it's our ability and self awareness of 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 communicating we, with each other, especially during times of crisis. Mm. I I think twenty twenty was a rough time for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend therapy for everybody. We both per- got our personal therapists. You know, at some point, um, we did some couples therapy, and it helped us immensely. And also, I recommend it, not because like, you know, you're struggling or anything. Yeah. I think even if you're not struggling, you should do it because you learn more about each other. You learn, Mm -hmm. you learn as you do your own personal therapy. You learn about who you are, but couples therapy helps you learn how who you are together. Mm -hmm. And you realize what. My own, I realize what my own little triggers are and how that triggers him or, you know, triggers into each other and we start spiraling. And Mm -hmm. when you understand that, you learn how to support each other in times of need or in times of crisis. Mm. So, my favorite part of our relationship is that we understand each other to a point where I can be like, Okay, I think I think he needs a moment. I think he's having a, a crisis right now, and I need to like be more conscious of that and approach this in a slightly more conscious way. Mm. Or for myself, I'm spiraling now. I need. I know what to say for myself. I know that I have to advocate and say like, "Hey, I understand you're talking about this right now." but like i personally have don't have the capacity to hold what you're saying or mm-hmm. understand what you're saying mm-hmm. i need a moment to step away or i need this right now or i need that mm-hmm. or even if you don't know what you need you can simply say hey i'm in a crisis right now it's hard for me to evaluate anything what i need can i just have a moment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
0: Um, And that's great communication.
2: Yeah, that's great communication. And I think communication really is one of the keys to a good relationship. That's one of my favorite things about me and Em. I think we have very, very good communication. So whether we are in a crisis or not, we can help each other out really, really well.
1: Mm -hmm. Goals. (laughs) It's crazy
0: because seven years, like you were actually in a six-year relationship. Six
1: years. It was my last relationship. So you beat...
0: Emily, how do yeah, you, you how does that me. feel? I'm joking. I'm it joking. feels wonderful now that I've come here.
2: I've actually stepped onto this podcast to tell you that I've beaten your record. <laughs> um, My
1: relationship should have been a lot shorter than that. So. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's okay. It's It's what we, we don't know what we need until we know. That you know. is
1: very true. And I feel like I have spent a long time forgiving myself for not knowing what I didn't know in the moment you know
2: yeah and yeah. also like if if things sometimes I think it's hard for people to even if they know what they need mm-hmm. to take the step and the action and the courage to do the thing they need to yes. do.
1: yes yeah. because
2: I I do that a lot yeah you know I I have my own struggles with like I I don't like losing people so yeah. I, I tend to cling yeah. you know and it it took me a long time and it's a lot of courage for me to learn how to let go yes. of people um, to just be, mm-hmm. to, to let them live their lives and me live my mm-hmm. life yeah. in hopes that it will come back. And yes. I think that's just like a lesson, like going back to before of like, you know, um, long distance relationships mm-hmm. and how like that my brain, I was like, I would never, ever be in a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like, the irony is, like, yeah, my partner now is a flight attendant. And, like, it's not technically long distance, but, like, they are gone, you know, half the time. Yeah. And it works if you learn how to work together. And my insecurities were about, like, letting go and just, yeah. like, letting things trust and be. Um, And I'm still learning that lesson. Yeah. I have a very hard time letting go.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to trust more too and let go too because yeah. I think maybe we're similar in this way but I am a like over communicator sometimes I think mm. so if something comes up I'm like I just want to talk and fix it same yeah. And, yeah and like I am often the therapist friend too like you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I have the capability to fix this yeah sometimes I don't sometimes you really do just need to let people go and let them go on their own journey and understand yeah. that they'll come back to you as a version of themselves that you can relate to better if it's meant if it's to meant happen. to be yeah. or like
2: i think it's hard because sometimes friends suddenly don't become friends and you don't even know why yeah and i've had that happen to me like a few times in my life and i realize it's a lesson i have to learn and sometimes like the why is not important. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get to know why. There is no why. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing for me because it's like, yeah. if I could only understand what I did wrong yes. or like what happened in this relationship, maybe they would have stayed. Maybe I could have done something better to fix it to and that's my own trauma speaking. It's yeah. like being ghosted
0: by a friend. Exactly. Which ghosting is terrible.
2: Ghosting is terrible. And I hate it. Yeah. And it makes me sad and and petrified. And I'm sure. I've done it to people and I'm sure people have done it to me yeah. and it's it's hard because life happens people are constantly growing and constantly changing and sometimes there doesn't need to be a reason, and there is no mm-hmm. reason, and yeah. you have to learn how to live with that. Yeah. And I think that ties back into like the letting go and trusting, mm-hmm. which is very hard for me because I don't know how to do that well. Yeah. Because I, I, I need people, you know? Yeah. Um, I
1: was reading something the other day, and it was talking about how when a relationship ends, whether it's romantic or friendship, think of it more as something being completed Mm, rather than something being failed Yes, because it is like you were saying, like I think different people are meant to be in our lives for different seasons and different reasons. Mm -hmm. And if that person is exiting your life, maybe that just means that that's the completion of your journey with them. And that's not a failure. That's just the end. Yeah. Of that.
2: I think it's. Side quest. <laughs> <laughs> that wow. is so poetic. <laughs> poetic, profound, prof- prolific. I don't know any other But P that words.
1: helps me, like, that helps me with the letting go because yes. it helps me say to myself, I didn't fail. I didn't fail to, I mean, maybe, I mean, no, sometimes you do no. have to take some responsibility, but like saying, I didn't fail in this it's just that this was the natural end and i can be appreciative of the time and the lessons that i learned from that person or the experiences that we had and that's maybe what we should try to focus on versus ah oh, yeah you know yeah. but that's easier said than Oh, he
0: was so hot and horrible
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to
2: make this title land
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, well okay let's bring it to that then yeah sure so do you have any hot and horrible stories per se
2: Per se. Oh, do I have any hot and horrible? As in, they were hot and horrible. I was hot and horrible. Either. Either. Either? Okay. Um, let's see. There was a person I was dating at one point. They were, they were great. And we were being... Um, romantic if I were to like pg it you know mm-hmm. um, and in this romantic time period um, it was also a little tricky because I had roommates okay. uh, this was in Boston okay. so in this like romantic time period some of the roommates were home so I had to like tell them like you know it's the put the sock on the door thing but like i didn't do that i just told them like don't come into this room
1: yeah
2: um and so they knew like you know they were kind and gracious about it and like watched television outside with the volume up yeah and um in this romantic time (laughs) me being um so green to such activities Mm -hmm. um at some point um kicked a fan over it was a box fan Mm -hmm. because there are no ceiling fans in the Boston apartments and Mm. it was hot and it was so loud and very embarrassing that I had to be like (laughs) to yell through the door I'm like I'm okay we're okay (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) so that's my personal hot and horrible experience um an embarrassment to share with the world
1: yeah
0: I love that because you know, Boston's so hot, you yes. have the fan. Yes. Which made it even more hot. <laughs> Listen,
2: I, okay, here's the thing. I'm hot, like, I'm hot as in the way, like, my body temperature is hot. I'm physically hot all the time. I like the cold. Mm-hmm. I don't like summer. I prefer winter. Sorry, everybody out there. Um, <laughs> but, like, I like it cold because I get very hot. That's why I have a uh-huh. box fan at Berkeley, not in the dorms, and like, you know, an apartment, and pointed directly at me when i sleep because it is too hot in like the spring summer whatever it Mm -hmm. was it was too hot for me so uh, as the sexual activities happened it still needs the fan because if it's too hot it's just like what no it's not we're not none of us are comfortable why are we here um so i wanted it to be comfortable with the fan and I was comfortable, perhaps too comfortable, and accidentally, <laughs> in my own foolishness, kicked it and had an embarrassing
0: time. Well, Ian, I have bad news for you. What's the bad news? Summer is coming. I
2: know. <laughs> I see. I saw a wasp outside my no. door the other day, and I knew it. I was just like, spring is here. God damn it. <laughs> I don't like it. I want these wasps gone.
1: Yeah. That's like the purest hot and horrible story I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like the sweetest. Because like you though. were it was very sweet. Because you weren't really being horrible. I like was, you weren't being yeah. like malicious to him or anything.
0: This has been great to talk to you, Ian. Oh, thank you. This has been
2: great to talk to you. Andrew. I definitely
0: want to do a part two at some point, Let's point do at a some part point. Two. Yeah. yeah. But um what are you doing? like right now
2: i'm sitting here talking to you on a beautiful couch in a wonderful <laughs> home
0: sorry let uh, me let me preface that better what yeah. are you doing in music because you're, you're an my artist
2: uh, yes i am a musician i have an ep out already i am working on a second ep currently it is being recorded
0: the first ep is called table for one yes
2: it is called table for one it is um table for one was actually the song i wrote Um, When I felt comfortable enough to be by myself, um, speaking and tying it back to my relationship earlier that I spoke of, Mm -hmm. I finally was comfortable enough and happy enough to be by myself that I wrote Table for One as like the title EP track. Um, It's out. Go listen to it anywhere and everywhere.
0: Um, Look it up right now Look it up right now I I don't care if you're in bed I don't care if you're driving Pull over to the side of the road (laughs) Do it carefully (laughs) Do it carefully
2: I don't want you to die But like I prefer that you would Google it Listen to it Take a few listens You know you don't Play it while you're in the shower Play it for your pets Your animals Play it for your plants
0: So you have a second EP coming out
2: I have a second EP coming out Does it have
0: a title yet? Uh,
2: I'm still working on the title I think Right now, the working title is on the other side, is what I'm going to call it. Um, it's very sad. It's it's sad boy music. Um, I hope people like it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited for that, too. Thank you. <laughs> and on top of this, we, you know... I always forget how to say this. What is it? According to contrary belief. Oh. Okay. What is that?
2: What is the thing? According to contrary belief. Like that's, what that's, about it?
0: Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that know. what you're trying to is, say? Is that like? Can the phrase? Can you say the
1: whole sentence? I don't think that's the phrase, but can you say the whole <laughs> sentence so I can understand the context?
0: <clears throat> um, the whole sentence doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> just gonna cut this According out. According to contrary belief. According to comp. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. According to contrary belief. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of Hollywood people listen that do listen to Hot and Horrible. Ooh. So um you are a voice actor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: used it correctly, right?
1: No. It's okay though.
2: <laughs> the heart was in it and I'm
1: yeah. with you
0: and we're there. Yeah. Hey um, I mistaked uh, Megatron for the Jumbotron. It can be easily
2: mistaken. I know. You know.
0: Well, Emily corrected me and was like, that's a Transformer. And one is like, the <laughs> yeah. thing it. Like, and I was like, damn it. Megatron is a Transformer. <laughs> I was like, I was on the Megatron, you know, and she was like, it's the Jumbotron.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm sure if you go to Disney, there is a Megatron ride somewhere. So you okay. may be potentially right. Okay. You know? so. I believe in you.
0: Thank you. Well, tell us about your voice acting. Oh, sure. Because there are a lot of people who have probably already heard, heard like your voice already, oh, and
2: uh, that's sweet. Love it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I am a fresh voice actor. I've I've really dedicated it um, my time this year to be a voice actor. I quit my big girl job uh, to fully throw myself into it because I I. It just felt like a calling. Um, I always keep coming back to acting. Um, and it started a long time ago. Um, you can hear me in um, a few podcasts slash audio dramas. Um, can one you of them name a couple? Yeah, 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 stars. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Um, one of them, the first one I was ever in is called Kalila Stormfire's Economical Magic Services. I know that's a long title. How do you
0: spell, <laughs> do you spell that first part?
2: But you can just search Kalila Stormfire, which is... K-A-L-I-L-A and then Stormfire like it sounds S-T-O-R-M-F-I-R-E it is a beautiful audio drama about a witch who helps her community um, I am not in it until like the last season because they graciously wrote a part for me when I auditioned and didn't get a part but they they were so kind enough to me to give me one and write me one um, the episode that I'm in I think is called like Manifestation Um, you get me, you let, you get to hear me be a werewolf, but yeah. Um, yeah. Kalila Stormfire is beautiful. Um, has wonderful lessons. It's a great audio drama. Um, I'm also like in a small part of, uh, a different podcast called Greater Boston. It's kind of a weird alternate Boston. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but the red line becomes its own city. Um, that's the hook. Yeah. And then, um... I'm sure I did, like, a zombie voice in, like, a thing called the Strada. Um, but, yeah, so I have a few little things here and there.
0: And, listeners, I've played Mafia with Ian before. He <laughs> does the most amazing voices.
1: Oh, that's so What nice. is Mafia?
0: Maf- You've never played Mafia?
1: I don't play anything.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's like <laughs> it's a, a cool camp game. game. Like, I'd expect you to play it being such an outdoorsy person. We'll play it at your next... Birthday party. <laughs> we played Twister at her previous birth- birthday yeah. party. That's a whole another story. Okay, but um, amazing. I think. Um, what's your message to the world, Ian?
2: My message to the world, you know, be kind, be patient, listen to each other, build bridges. Things can get a little dark and scary and a little crazy, but I have hope in humanity and that there are still good people, enough good people out there to make big changes. And in order for that to happen, you really just have to rally with each other, support each other. It can be very tiring to do this alone, and especially in a world of social media, everything becoming more electronic and internet you know crazy it's easy to be scattered at home alone on your phone mm-hmm. um but it is a double-edged sword and I think it can be used for good so be in the know know yourself heal in the way that is not just like a positive thing that is always toxic positivity I mean heal is in like really know yourself and and call your friends and listen to what they have to say and diversify your life um because the world is changing and i think we can make it better if we just like add a little love patience and like you know kindness to each other and support to each other
0: well you heard it there folks (laughs) you can get ian you can you, you can, can catch- get me anywhere. You can get me online. You can get me on Instagram, on Twitter. So where can people catch you? Yeah,
2: you get me um uh, for a good amount of money. I don't have for two hundred roses. For like for like a bajillion dollars, I'll set up an OnlyFans and you can get me there. Except I don't have an OnlyFans and I don't think I ever will because I already talked about my body issues. Um, (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at Ian DePriest. You can find me on Twitter at, I think, Ian LDP, uh, or if you search Ian DePriest, it should come up. Uh, I'm on the Tiki Talkies, since I'm an old person now, um, as Ian DePriest as well. Um, you can find me on Facebook, but also like who uses Facebook these days?
0: Yeah. So yeah, don't forget to stream table for one, and be on the lookout for his new EP. Yeah. And uh you know all the Hollywood producers who listen to this podcast. Call me. Boom. Get me. Get yeah, get me. him. You <laughs> need to
1: be. I, your voice is so soothing. I could picture you um, like a Disney movie. Oh, that
2: is so you sweet. Know? that is thank you so much that's yeah. such a beautiful compliment and you know what's really funny the other day i know we have to cut this and you can like make me make this last thing but the other day a friend was like oh you're like a disney prince or you, sh- you should be a disney prince and i'm like listen I love Disney and I love Disney princes, but the real
0: tea is I'm an actual Disney villain. If you know me. So (laughs) hire me Disney. That's perfect. Disney, you heard it. Get on it. Yeah. Emily, where can we find you?
1: At Sherwood Emily. Where
0: can we find the pod?
1: At Hot and Horrible Pod.
0: Exactly. And we can find me at, at Andre Country or at Andre Country Life on Instagram. Thank you all so much.
1: Bye. Bye friends and lovers.